Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. We are battening down the hatches as we are in the midst of a tornado watch. So I promised everyone I would upfront say, hey, if we disappear off the air, not in person, but if we disappear off the air, it's because we're either running for our lives. We have an emergency plan here in the uh, broadcast room of turning over some tables and chairs and fighting to get under a bookcase because we don't think we'll all fit, but we'll be fine. So I am joined today by uh, a new guest, which I'm pretty excited about, and her name is Heather Bozarth, and she is a lender at German American, which is a regional, would you call it regional or local? I guess it's local. Um, we are regional because we're also in just the touch of Kentucky. Oh, okay. Okay. Louisville Metro. Okay, great. So she's based in Bloomington, Indiana. Yes, ma'am. Uh, with German Americans. So welcome. Thank you. Um, we're excited to have you here today. We're going to talk about credit and I wanted to make sure that we had uh, a good lender representation for this show um, because it, that's really, really important. But I wanted to tell a little bit about why we're doing this show today. Last week, I was invited to participate in a talk at the local public library. If you are local Bloomingtonite, oh my gosh, you should check out the things that are offered at the Monroe County Public Library. I was amazed. I didn't know until about six months ago I was asked to participate in this event that they were planning six months in advance. I was like, yeah, I'll get you on my calendar. I can't think that far in advance. But I started following them on Facebook and was amazed at the things that the events that they offer, I mean, they've got like a book club that meets at a brew pub. Oh, <laughs> and you like, yeah, right. Like beer and books, <laughs> I think fantastic. is what it's called, right? Brilliant. They've get got, interesting. yeah, they've got another uh, event, a recurring event they do called podcrafting, where you go into a room with people and you listen to a podcast together, which I think is a nice idea, but you also do a craft while you're listening to the podcast. Brilliant. Oh. Right. It, I never would have thought to do that. Right. Podcrafting. They have a brilliant team over there, I'm telling you. Erica Brown was the young lady that I worked with, and there's another uh, gentleman, I think, that's kind of on the marketing team. And they come up with all of these amazing um, events that are all at no cost. So um, ours was kind of boring because it was just a home buyer clinic. Um, but it was really interesting. Uh, we kind of just came. There was a panel of three of us. There was a home counselor from uh, hand, and then there was a lender, and then myself, and had a room of people, and they just asked us lots of questions. And, you know, they started asking us questions about credit, and I thought, you know, we really need to do another show on credit. And then it's funny because I was showing a house uh, to a client right before I came over to get set up to do the show, and she said, hey, what's your show about today? And I said, credit, and she said, you can never do enough shows on credit. So here we are. We did a series, a three-part series. Shout out to anyone who remembers this three-part series. <laughs> Three parts. <laughs> I had a lot to say about credit back then. Um, and those uh, were November 29th, December 6th, and December 13th of 2016. So it's been a good 15 months or so. Um, and we went into super, super fine detail. We were like, what's FICO mean? 
know, I have that answer. Do you? Okay. I do. Um, And we talked about, do you remember this, Rachel? Uh, We talked about like, it started with like this bank and some cards that were written, like, like almost like a card catalog. I mean, of like, information that they were gathering in order to that was I think how one of the credit bureaus TransUnion or something mm-hmm. I, I was trying to find those notes this morning because it was really we went deep so we're not going that deep today so today it's a little bit more of a high level so you can just kind of get quick at a glance some information that you need to know but before we get into that I want to give Heather a chance to introduce herself before I start talking because I have a guest and I should probably let the guest talk every once in a while. Someone kick me under the table if I don't. Um, I'm just here to support you (laughs) and make you look better. And every now and again, I'll attempt to be funny. I appreciate that. Well, tell me a little. So you're a German American. I am. I am newer to German American, but I have been in the banking industry here in Bloomington for about eight years. Okay. Uh, Before I was in London, I was in private banking. Okay. So I definitely have a lot of experience there. Bloomington's been home for me for about 13 years. Met my husband on the MySpace. Uh, that's not funny. Isn't it? MySpace is for lovers. So we met on MySpace when I was traveling. <laughs> uh, West Virginia was home at the time. That's that's where my heart is. And um, he made me quit my job and I stayed. That's amazing. So, so you were one of the few that didn't stay because you came to school. No, he <laughs> There's a big came, bunch of us that... Yes, he's part of that crowd. Yeah. But um, yeah, when... I met him and I fell in love with him and my job said it's time to move again. And I said, no, thank you. And if my children are listening, don't ever do that. Right. Any daughters out there for anybody, don't, don't ever quit your job for a man. For a man? Don't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, I did. I did too. It worked out for right? me. But Sometimes it works out. Yeah. Just think about it long and hard. Don't do it <laughs> impulsively. So awesome. Well, I wanted to make sure that um, today's show has a positive message to it because a lot of times when you start to talk about credit and the people who are probably listening to the show, there's a good chance they're not the people that have the 800 credit score. They're the people who are a little bit more credit challenged and they Mm -hmm. might be feeling a little hopeless. And I want to make sure that people at the, by the end of the show feel some hope. I want the message to get out there that you can come back from a low score, a dismal score. And I'm sure you've seen it. I have. Um, so, but the thing is you have to start today and then you have to keep going. Um, so I gave Rachel this video clip that I wanted her to post on our Facebook at Deb Tomorrow Realtor. Uh, follow me on Facebook, please. Thank you. Um, and she was probably like, why the heck do you want me to post this? Except that I talk about it all the time. Have you ever seen the video? You know, Kristen Bell, the actress. Yes. Okay. Cause you have little girls. So, you know, Kristen Bell, right? yes. <laughs> frozen and all that good stuff. Um, okay. There was a clip that came out and it just kind of was circulating on Facebook where she was talking about her therapist, Harry. Have you seen that? No, one? No. Well, so she's talking about, she's very open about the fact that she goes to therapy. And so she was dropping all this wisdom as the kids say that her therapist, Harry likes to give her and all these phrases, you know, like one of my favorites that I use all the time is honesty without tact is just cruelty. Because I think a lot of people can be really mean and say, well, I'm just being honest. And that's just not really what the spirit of honesty is, that there has to be some tact in your honesty, right? That's a whole other show and a whole other topic. It's a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But one of the things that she says, uh, that Harry says, is you can't walk 10 miles into the forest and expect to get out in five. Genius, right? Genius, yeah. And so that's the phrase I want you when you're watching that. It's towards the end ish, Um, and I think we're going to be repeating that because I think that's very appropriate for people who have some challenges with their credit. 
is that it took you a while to get into that and it's going to take you a while to get out. But just like trying to get out of the forest, you got to just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. And eventually you'll find the edge of the forest. That's just solid life advice. Right. I know. I use that all the time. Physician heal thyself. So Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about my philosophy on credit scores, because there's a lot of philosophies out there. Um, I don't know, Heather, if you've ever listened to Dave Ramsey. I do. Okay. And I listen to him too. And I, um, you know, he says a lot of stuff that's really good. One of the things that he says all the time is don't worship at the altar of the FICO gods. So he (laughs) says, you know, he, he thinks that having a zero credit score is what your ultimate goal should be. And that's fine. I mean, that's certainly one way to look at it. I look at it just a little bit differently um, because I kind of see credit as a necessary evil. Certainly you don't want to be beholden to these random credit companies that have these random algorithms, seemingly random algorithms that, you know, this number that rules your life, right? That's, that's probably not healthy. And you don't want to put yourself into debt when you don't have to. So that's something else to consider. But on the other hand, it's going to be more difficult to get things that you want and possibly need without credit. But on the other hand, you know, delaying gratification to save up money to buy things is always appropriate. But on the other hand, sometimes you can't do that to buy a house. And at this point, I've kind of run out of hands. And so that's what tells me that's sort of a necessary evil. There's not a real good answer. It's not a black and white yes or no credit's good or bad. I don't know if you No, no, I agree with you 100%. I can tell you that I've helped people with zero credit scores before. I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've done it. Yeah. But but I've done it. And so you know, we can help people like that. There are lenders out there that can help people like that. There are some lenders that'll tell you to take a hike. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But I don't know if I have a difference between a, I, I think I'd rather see no credit score than a bad credit score yeah. if I had to pick one. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, if you, I agree with you, if you go about your life always trying to do the right thing, if you have a bill, pay the bill on yep, time. Exactly. You know, don't get in over your head. Follow your grandma's advice for right, Pete's sake. Exactly. Like, I think that if you do all those things, inevitably you will have a good credit yeah, score. Yeah, your credit score will kind of work itself out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So here's a brief review of scores because this was a question we were getting um, at the library presentation last week. You know, what's a good score? So typically, um, you know, this starts at 300. It goes up to 850 in mm-hmm. most scoring models. Um, for most lenders, anything below a 620, there's not much they can do to help you. Correct. There's a few out there who can maybe do some things for 580, and you're going to pay a lot more in interest to do that. So it's probably not worth it. It's probably more worth it to figure out what you need to do to get 40 more points. Um, and then somewhere up you know, in the mid-600s, like say 630, 620, to 680, somewhere in there is you know pretty decent credit. Um, six. 90 to 720 is good credit and typically they say 720 and above is excellent and kind of icing on the cake I had a a boyfriend once a long long time ago and I was stressed out about something and he was like you worked really hard to have a really good credit score for times like this so that you can you know use it to fix your furnace or whatever it was that I needed to do. He was basically, and he was a banker and he was just basically telling me to calm the, you know, (laughs) down and, you know, and that if my credit score was 800 and I did this one thing, then it might bring it down to 780 and it wasn't going to change my life one way or the other. It was. No, it sure, it sure wouldn't. As a lender, I get excited for anything over 650. 650. Smile on my face, (laughs) but I'll, I'll help you no matter what. But one of the interesting things too, is that one of the reasons we talk about credit score, it's not just that it dictates 
um, what kind of loan you can get and the interest rate you can get on your loan. It also can in, uh, dictate that mortgage insurance. So if you don't put 20% down, you have to pay mortgage insurance and it dictates kind of the rate that you pay that at. It also dictates your homeowner's insurance. And so that's something that I think is interesting. So it does play into a lot of different angles and can save you a lot of money. So it's definitely worth um you know, understanding and paying attention to. So today's show, we're actually going to talk about how your credit score is determined. And then we're going to talk about some common myths because we hear it all the time. I know you hear them all the time too. People come in and they say, I love it. So-and-so I know. Oh, so wrong. Um, But the reason for that is there's not really a common resource for credit score information. So um, there aren't black and white answers. And then we're going to talk about, let's see, what did I say? How credit scores are determined, um, myths, and then some easy ways that you can, things that you can do to kind of help increase your credit score. Because certainly, you know, if you're a year, six months out from buying a home, you want to start doing some stuff to um, get that score as high as possible so you can be in the best situation as possible. All right, we're going to go to break, and then when we come back, we will get started. Uh, You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, welcome back to our show today. We're talking about 
credit scores, although I feel like we should do a show sometimes with just break conversations. You know, like they have, um, uh, my friend runs a film festival that's just movie trailers. And they're not real movies. They, he just has people make movie trailers. <laughs> and then it's a whole film it's festival. Genius. He does it every year at the Buzz Creek Chumley down here in Bloomington. Chris Rall puts that on. Um, so, yeah, I was just thinking because we had a really interesting, can I can I tell? <laughs> I don't, be so we were talking happy. about we're in the middle of a tornado watch and and uh, and how we need flashlights. And Heather was revealing that her father is 78 years old and has a thing for flashlights. If it, listen, this is going to make my dad so happy. If ever you need a flashlight, <laughs> you call Bob Whistler. He has all the flashlights. All the flashlights. For car, for home, you will get a flashlight as a gift if he loves you. All the flashlights. That is a, I love this man. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, okay. See, everybody needs something that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And someone should be passionate about flashlights. And we found him. Awesome. Okay, well, I don't know how he feels about credit scores, but here we are. Um, I wanted to share, we shared a little bit before the break on the different credit scores, um, the different ranges. And I had some interesting information I wanted to just throw out there. Uh, We talked about credit scores are from 300 to 850-ish. About 17% of the population is in that 300 to 580 range. And about 20% of the population is 580 to 669. There's about 21% of the population that's at 670 to 739. 18% 18% are at 740 to 799 and about 20% are at 8 to 850. So, I mean, there's a good 40% that are above 740, that which, and I think that's pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like yeah, we always, great. you know, we always hear about people not managing their money and, you know, all the bad stuff. But I think we need to give a shout out. I have a lot of clients who come in with really, really good credit scores. Um, So it's out there. Um, But I want to talk about how a credit score is calculated. Um, And Heather, I don't know if you have anything you want to jump in or if you want me to just keep talking because you're kind of the expert here. I'll interrupt you and I'll push you out of your seat when I have something spectacular to add. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Uh, Just grab my mic. It's totally fine. So Basically, there are four, I got to find my notes in a different page. Here we go. Okay. There are five things that go into your credit score. Um, and again, these are all sort of approximations, um, but I want to talk and maybe Heather, you can help us define each one, but about the biggest chunk of your credit score comes from your payment history. So how would yes. you... So find that it goes back to what I said before, pay your bills on time, you right. know, just, just pay your bills on time. So, cause that's key. When you're looking at credit, we, the, the lender want to know, will you pay this bill? Well, history, history shows whether or not you're going to pay that bill. Um, I went on a credit simulator in preparation for the show and put in, if I had one 30 day late payment, mm-hmm. what would that do to my score? And it dropped at 80 points. Oh my gosh. So one late payment. Pay, pay wow. your bills. Yeah. I have a calendar that I kind of, cause I have a lot of rental properties. So we just have tons of you know utilities and this and that and whatever. And I put the due dates, but I always put them down like two days before the actual due date just to trick myself, yes, even though I know yep. I'm doing it. Um, you know, if you can do, I don't do automatic payment cause I don't trust banks cause I'm old. Right. I'm like, you're not taking money out of my account without me knowing. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to figure out some ways to stay on top of that. I had panic this morning. I was paying a, a credit card bill. It was due today. And this is what I get for waiting until the last day. And the website was down. 
And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Citibank was down. And I was like, like from 630 to about 9 o'clock, I kept like hitting refresh and thinking, I'm going to have to call them. I have to figure out how to make a payment over the phone. I'm I have a friend who works at City. I'll just call and tell oh him. I finally it. got it. It came up and I'm like, hope it took. But, you know, <laughs> stuff like that can happen. So don't, you know, don't wait until the last day. The payment history is huge. Um, and late payments can actually stay on your credit report for up to seven years. Yep which is crazy. But again, we say you can't walk 10 miles into the forest and expect to get out in five. So, you know, if you have one late payment, that's, you know, it is, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Even if you're making a minimum payment on your credit card, while that sucks, if that's what you have to do that month, right. that's what you have to do. Right. But it's not a late payment. Right. Right. So that is the biggest chunk. 35% of your score comes from your payment history. And remember that goes back seven years it's there so uh, that's really important the next big chunk that is on your credit um, your credit score comes from is debt utilization I struggle with this word because I think I always try to so you know it's how much of your credit you're really using and there's a fancy word for it and it's debt utilization and that's about 30 percent um, of your um, score goes into that is that can you explain a little bit about debt utilization so keep it less than 25 percent, right i have a credit card that the bank stupidly gave me that i could probably go and buy a car with uh don't don't do that don't do that uh, so you know i have to be really careful because we tend to just chuck everything on that card yeah. and, and then pay it off at the end of the month so you don't want it to get above above 25 percent overall and you know the bank will look at okay you have all of this credit that you could utilize, like at any point in time, you yep. could go out and get yourself into 20 grand in debt. Right. And then what happens? Right. So that shows the risk. Yes. That there is ability there. So what we need, here's some simple numbers for a simple exclama- uh, explanation. So imagine you have three credit cards and they each have a limit of $1,000. So you have a total limit of $3,000. If you're carrying $1,500 in balance between the three, then your debt utilization is 50%. So what Heather's saying is that you want to keep that below 25%, which would be seven fifty, I guess, if you had $3,000. So you want to look at all your credit cards and what all their limits are. And then you want to keep that, uh, your balances down below 25-ish percent. Um, now, what's important to remember, too, is that there are a lot of us, I do the same thing, where I, um, I have a credit card that I just use for ease, um, but then I pay it off every month. But if your credit score is getting pulled, it's a snapshot in time. So unless you just paid your credit card off the day before and you haven't used it in the past month, because I made a credit card payment today and that was for last month, but then I still have, you know, stuff on it that's going to be due next month. So you want to pay attention to that. Um, And it's okay if you keep it down. I think I read somewhere, we had this in the last time we talked about credit. Um, People with really, really good credit scores keep typically hover around 10%. So that's what um, some of the analysis has told us. So you have $10,000 in credit lines, you should carry a balance of $3,000 or less. And that uh, seems to be a real sweet spot on your on your report there. Okay, so 35% is your payment history. 30% is your debt utilization. 15% is the length of your credit history. So that's just basically how long you've had credit. Now, I work with a lot of first home buyers, so we run into this a lot. Um, Heather, is there anything they can do to increase that score? So time, right? Like you can't, time, right? <laughs> you can't do much about time. However, 
don't cancel your first credit card. Typically, your first credit card that you got, it doesn't have an annual fee on it. It doesn't do any magic tricks. It was just your first credit card. Yeah. Just let it sit there. It's not it's not going to hurt anything, and it shows a longstanding relationship. And so that helps. Yeah, and I think we're going to come back to that in the last segment when we talk about um, you know, some easy ways to improve your credit and because there is that. And I think we've all heard that. Well, there's something about I'm not supposed to close out accounts uh, and your credit, right? We've all kind of heard that. We don't really understand why. This is why, because it's showing that you've got lengthy credit. Um, I have my first credit card still. I still use it. I still have it from 1990. So how old, how long is that? Oh like God. five, 10 years. I am so old. That's almost, that's like 28 years, isn't it? 38 years. No, 28 years. It's 1990. It's nice. Is that how old so you are? No. Uh, Friends is on on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my old. gosh. But, um, yeah, I remember I got that in college because in college they said, oh, yeah, here's your credit card. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. It was – I got my first credit card because I was in college and I was broke. Yeah. And they set up shop outside a Subway. Right. And you went and you got a Subway sandwich for right. free if you filled out this right. credit card app. I, I, I got a JCPenney card once because they were giving out five-pound bags of M&Ms. <laughs> and we were snacky. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely keep those accounts open. Um, the longer you have them open – the better. Um, that just makes a difference. They want to see that you've got a, a track record. Um, and then 10% of your credit score comes from the types of accounts or the mix of debt that you have. Now, this one I fail at. I fail at tremendously. When we did this show um, the first time around when we were doing the credit score shows uh, three or a year and a half ago, I pulled my credit report and I brought it with me so that we could kind of use that as an example. My um, credit mix was 98% mortgages <laughs> um, and 2% like probably credit cards because I have rental properties and I have mortgages on them. So right. I'm a little abnormal. Don't be like me in that sense. We also learned on that show that I, I was once reported that my name was Dedora Toman. You know, because people misspell. And so your credit report will show you aliases or different oh, sure. names that yeah. you've had credit applied. Dedora yeah. Toman. So if I ever need to go undercover. That's it. I'm Dedora Toman. I need a cool name like that. Right? Good I don't stuff, have anything. Right? So um, you want to have a good balanced mix of, you know, uh, car loans, installment loans, consumer loans. You know, I think probably having a balanced mix is a little bit better than just being heavy on you know, five car loans and nothing else. Yeah. And PSA right now, don't get all the store cards. Yeah. Just don't. Oh. I don't, I don't like waiting in line behind you while you do your credit card right. application, number one. Right. But you're standing there in the middle of Target giving out, by the way, I love Target, mm. so Target. Yeah. Um, right. But you're standing there giving out your social security number to the dude at the Target register. Mm. Like That's a terrible idea. That's a great point. But I've, I've had several people who have struggled with their credit scores strictly because they have an upteen amount of store credit cards. <sighs> See, yeah, my mother-in-law has that. And we're always like, why are you trying to, like, manage all these different cards? Just use a freaking visa and be done be with done. it. And she's got the LLB and the QVC and the HSN and all this stuff. And, oh, my gosh, it's insane. 
Um, okay, and then the last part of your credit score, uh, what they look at is recent credit inquiries uh, or new credit, new lines of credit. So an inquiry is when somebody reviews your credit profile. Um, there are hard and soft inquiries. We're mostly talking about hard inquiries. Soft inquiries are when you maybe either look at your own credit score yourself or you get like a credit application in the mail. You need to get those credit card applications and they've looked at your credit score, but you didn't give them permission to. So it's not a hard inquiry. Um, so it's when somebody pulls your credit. And we're going to go into a little bit more detail in the next segment um, about credit myths and facts, because I think there's a big myth that I want to talk about with Heather um, on uh, credit inquiries, because this is one that people get totally tripped up on. And they say, well, I can't, I'm, I, I can't pull my credit, even though I want to buy a house, I can't pull my credit because it's going to damage my score. So let's talk about that when we come back. Uh, and we'll uh, answer some of those myths that are out there and try and clear some things up. So stick around, you're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvin Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you. 
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hey, thanks for coming back. We are talking today about credit scores. Our last segment, we talked about how your credit score was figured. Uh, and in this segment, we want to talk about some common credit myths. So in the last segment, we were talking about how uh, about 10% of your credit score comes from new credit inquiries or new lines of credit. Um, and one of the things I hear all the time, and Heather, you probably hear this too, is people say, I want to buy a house, but I don't want to get my credit pulled until I find the right house because I don't want it to hurt my credit. Yes, but give me a rate and let me know what my Yeah, but let me know exactly what I qualify for. And you can't because no. that's just such a huge, huge part of it is what your credit picture is. So I want to try and clear that up a little bit. Now, we were talking about this before the show because I've heard some different lender philosophies. We have always said on this show, um, because we talk about this question all the time when we talk about what you need to do to get ready to buy a house, go get your credit pulled. Because if there's a problem, um, we need to know that. You know, we, you don't need to be spending, you know, two months looking for a house and then all of a sudden find out that your credit score is 560. So you do need that information. And my typical philosophy is that if your credit score is so close to, you know, being able to get approved or not, that one credit pull is going to hurt you, then you may not quite be ready to buy a house. Maybe wait a few more months. Yeah, and do some things intentionally to get that score up. Um, so, I, you know, I've heard other lenders, I, the gentleman that was at the library function with me last week, and he was like, don't pull your credit score, don't pull your credit score. And I wanted to just like jump in and be like, no, pull it. Just <laughs> look at it. Now, there are um, kind of some alternatives. So I think probably your first step, my recommendation would be to actually pull your credit report. Yes. And you can do that yourself. Um, and it shouldn't cost you anything. Please don't pay. Um, cause I think people think that they have to pay. No, you could get the report for free once a year. If you want to see your score, then I think like they charge you like $7 or something, right. something minuscule. Yeah. Uh, you can get a report, one free report a year from each of the three credit bureaus. So you really can get three credit reports. So what we recommend doing is like once every four months, you pull a credit report from one of the three credit bureaus. And then you can kind of take a look at that and make sure the information is accurate on there. But also that's a really good way to make sure that your identity is being protected too. Oh, 100%. There's such a huge scam in Indiana the past few years of people filing fake tax reports, like oh. filing fake taxes. And it happened to a girlfriend of mine, happened to her husband, and it was just a disaster for them. Wow. Yeah. So keeping an eye on your credit report and all the information that's on there and what your aliases are, Dora Toman, um, can help you make sure that no one else is using your identity. Now, one other thing that I wanted to um, explain about the credit score, and I guess this is maybe a different, this is number five on my list, so I'm going to skip down to number five. Um, a lot of people think that the credit score that they see online is their credit score. It is not. It's not. False. And I have such a hard time explaining this to people. But there is something like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 different algorithms that the credit companies use to create a credit score based on your profile. And it depends on who's asking. 
Um, and I always use the example, and you had already said, you know, Target, Kohl's, uh, you know, they always say, oh, you know, if you get your Kohl's, open your Kohl's card, you get 20% off, and then you can just go over and pay it at the desk, so it's not like you really have a credit card, and you just get a discount. No, your mom has Kohl's cash. Just go take yeah, it from her. there you I go. I probably you. have Kohl's cash in my car somewhere. <laughs> or ask Deb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, when you do that, Kohl's just cares that you're alive, right? They just care that you're breathing and that, you know, you seem to have you know, something going for you. I don't know what, but a mortgage company, it's bigger deal than a $20 sweater. And so they're going to care about things a little bit differently and a little bit deeper. And they're going to weigh things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, this is where one of the big mysteries of credit scores come from because we don't really know. I mean, you can't walk into a lender and say, here's my credit report. What's my score? Yep, that happens, though. Yeah. So I'll tell you how we figure it out um, in my little office of the world is if it's myself and my spouse who are are getting a loan together, we're going to pull my three scores from there's three credit bureaus. We're going to pull my three. We're going to pull his three. And then we're going to take the lower of the middle two. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. And I think that's a huge other, that actually was, uh, I had that as a separate myth on here too, because I think a lot of people think, well, my credit score is good, so we should be fine. And that certainly isn't the case. They actually take the lower, you know, of the two people, if two people are applying for mortgage together, which is one of the main reasons why I have a lot of clients who, uh, they may be married or just partners, um, but they get a mortgage in one person's name and not the other. You could do that too. Because somebody can kind of drag the other one down. So um, we talked a little bit about zero credit score, and but I think that's another myth out there. I have zero credit, so I can't get a mortgage. Not true. Not true. I have done three in my life. Okay. And that's probably about as many as I've had done too. <laughs> Not a lot. Um, and what they use in that situation are alternative credit. Now, I had one really interesting, what's alternative credit? It can be any bill that's sort of on a recurring basis, but utilities, rent, but it has to be documented. If you pay your rent in cash and you don't get a receipt, mm, you're probably out of luck on that one. Um, Cell phone bills, rental insurance, car insurance, anything like that. I had a client, though, several years ago. She was fairly new out of college, had a great job, so she had great income. She had zero credit. Because her parents always sort of, everything had been under their umbrella. She'd never got a credit card, never needed one. Um, She paid rent and she had one utility bill because, no, I don't even know if she had a utility bill because of the way that her rent was. Um, And then her cell phone was on her parents. Her car insurance was on her parents. Everything else was under her parents. And she didn't have enough lines of credit. Even though you looked at it, you knew she was an excellent, excellent, you know, risk. Yeah. Um, She couldn't get it. And she had to have a parent co-sign. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I would also say if if that's you, if that's where you are, make friends with your bank. Um, You know, we're we're people and banks these days love relationships. Mm -hmm. So build a relationship with your bank. Get a banker. And if you're in a situation where you need credit and you don't have any, they're going to go to bat for you and help you. Yeah, that's a great point. One of the things we hear all the time is go get a credit card. But I don't think we hear the full 
story. You know what I'm saying? Like I hear people, well, my credit's bad. So I was told to go get a credit card. Well, it's not just go get a credit card. I mean, it's, you know, get a credit card. Do you pay it off every month? Do you, you know, this lender, um, last week I was talking with is like, Oh, you need to carry a balance on your credit card. And I was like, no, why do that? And so, you know, I guess my point is we don't even know the answers, but we always, I think Heather and I are on the same page with, we go back to kind of grandma's advice. So, you know, just pay your debt. Don't, don't linger on with it. Do the right thing. Don't make that taco cost you $27 when it was only 99 cents. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's see. What other, did you have any myths that you wanted to? Yes. um, You don't have perfect credit. Yeah. No, nobody does because of all those algorithms, you know, that we've been talking about. Yeah. Right. So if somebody comes into me and says, I have a perfect credit score, whatever the highest is, that's what I have. <laughs> I, I used to be that person. Right. It, it just doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. I love you as a borrower. Right. If you, no matter what, but yeah. you know, if you have good credit, great. But you don't have perfect credit. Nobody has. There's no such thing. So don't and get hung up changing. on that. There was. We did a story when we did the first credit series of a guy who like did nothing but stuff for his credit. Do you remember this? Because he was striving to get perfect credit. And so he was like completely like single-minded focused on this. And I think he got up to an 848. And he was like, good enough. <laughs> I was quit. exhausted. I quit. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. What else do you have on your list? Oh, gosh. Credit simulators are oh, amazing. Yeah. I love a good credit simulator. Um, I was messing around yesterday. TransUnion has a nice one. Um, and there's this kind of neat. You can get, like, their own credit simulator. But they also have one where it goes through and asks you a series of 10 questions and it guesses your credit score. Oh, that's fun. So I did it and I answered it and it was actually spot on. Wow. So I... I Checked my credit in two places yesterday. That's cool. And it gave me the range of those two. So the credit simulator um, can allow you to play what if games? Yes. So here's my situation. And if I did this and this, what would it do to my credit score? Yeah. And your bank might offer something like that. Yeah. So check with them, see what they have. Uh, But yeah, you can go on. I found one on on one bank in particular where I could say, okay, if I pay $3,000 down on this credit card, Uh here's how it affects my score. If I'm late on one payment, that's where I got that 80 points from. If I open a new mortgage, because just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Right. So that's amazing. That's cool. I didn't know that that existed. I do want to make sure that we talk about one of the other credit myths out there that kind of goes along with that when we're trying to figure out how you improve your credit score. The credit simulator sounds like a fabulous way to do that. A a way that is not fabulous is to a lot of these credit counseling agencies are kind of shady. Some of them, there are some legit ones, but um, most of the time what they are is there's a story. This isn't going to make sense to anyone except me, and I don't really care because it's my show, right? So Jim Belushi, famous actor, had major drug problems. He would get clean from time to time, but the only way he would get clean is because he would hire someone to be his willpower. He would hire someone to be with him 24-7 and make sure he didn't do drugs. And if he had someone else being his willpower uh, and being his conscience, then he was okay. But when that person went away, he couldn't do it on his own. So some of these credit counseling services are like that, okay, that – that they are sort of doing what you could do on your own for you. But if you can't do it, like Jim Belushi couldn't you know, quit couldn't the drugs, sometimes that's an option. But if you're going to go right back to the same habits once you get your credit cleaned up, it's pointless. 
you've just wasted a lot of money because you have to pay the credit counseling. They kind of do debt consolidation and they try to work out deals with the credit card companies. And sometimes you can work out those deals yourself. Um, so those are some things, I mean, really, really do some good research. Um, check out the Better Business Bureau um, on these if you're going to a credit counselor. But I definitely recommend you know going to your bank and asking them for some help because I think they're typically pretty willing to do that. Yes. When I, I used to be a banker and I loved doing stuff like that. So there are resources out there and you don't necessarily have to pay for them. Um, yeah, certainly your bank wants to see you have good credit because then you'll probably go get a loan from them, right? Correct. So what goes around comes around. All right. So hopefully that clears up some uh, common myths. When we come back, we're going to talk just a little bit more about um, ways that you can improve your credit uh, if that's something that you're looking at doing. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are talking credit today. As uh, one of my friends said earlier today, she goes, you can never talk about credit too much. I think it's uh, something that is sort of cloudy to people. We think we understand it, but we don't really. And there's not a ton of, well, we're learning that there's a lot of great resources, but people don't know about them. Um, I know you had mentioned in the last segment the the simulators that are available on uh, the different uh, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax, which are the three credit bureaus on their website. I have found that those websites have phenomenal frequently asked questions sections. They too, do, yes. Uh, with, I mean, legit answers. And you can go to these credit counseling services and they have completely different answers. And I probably would trust um, the Equifax and Experian and, and TransUnion. Um, and then the other, um, I think, good resource is CFPB. 
the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, which is a federal agency, they have a lot of resources and frequently asked questions there as well. And my hope is that the answers are certainly accurate. They're the ones that um, in charge of they check the banks out. They hold yeah. the banks accountable. So they better be accountable, yeah, too. Exactly. So uh, this last segment, I just wanted to talk briefly and review uh, easy ways to improve your credit. Um, so you know, the easiest thing is to look at the things that the uh, credit bureaus base your score on and then how can you improve those. So as we talked about in the uh, second segment, 35% of your credit score comes from your payment history. And as Heather said quite eloquently, pay your bills. <laughs> Eloquent is something I'm known for. <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not uh, – it shows how you've managed your finances. Um, and so that's really important, it, and it demonstrates how long you've been managing. You know, when a lender uh, is looking at you for a mortgage, they're looking at a potential 30-year relationship with you. So they want to see some history there that, that you can uh, manage payments over a longer period of time. Um if you've made mistakes in the past, uh, if you've gotten late payments, there's no quick fix. Just forgive yourself. Here's where we get philosophical, right? Forgive yourself and just do better. Every day you make an on-time payment, the bad stuff gets further away and the good stuff counts for more. I will say, to I'm just yeah. I'm going to steal your show, Deb. Yeah, um, if a relative of yours has gotten into trouble and you say you're going to put your superhero cape on and you're going to go on a loan with them to help them, you're going to mm-hmm. be on their mortgage or their car loan or what have you. Um, when you go to pull your credit later on, hey, that's their surprise. Yeah. We can't take it off yeah. unless you could show at least 12 months worth of the other person paying for it. Okay. So just something to keep in mind when you are trying to, to help somebody out. Yeah, I actually had that as one of our um, uh, myths about credit that we didn't get to was um, – people thinking, well, I, I don't that one shouldn't count against me because I, I'm just a co-signer on it. Too bad, so sad. True, it does. Yeah. All right. Um, The credit utilization ratio or debt utilization ratio, um, we talked about about thirty percent of your credit score uh, is determined by how much of your credit you're using. So remember to keep your ratio under about twenty five percent, and then remember that there are total ratios and individual ratios. So you may have three cards, and uh, one of them might or two of them might be down below twenty five percent, but if the other one's really high, then it can throw all your numbers off. So you also want to look at it a little bit more globally. Um, and, uh, you know, it's probably not worth going to get like balanced transfers and trying to spread it out amongst multiple cards and just you know, shifting just, it from the right hand to the left. Yeah. And anytime you do a balance transfer, there's a fee associated with it. Yeah. So just pay your bill instead. You know, delayed gratification. Sometimes you want to buy a house, you want to buy it now, but maybe, maybe it's not quite right. And that's why you need to develop a relationship with a lender early on and get that credit score pulled. And maybe it will be another year. I had someone contact me last night and I was looking back through my notes to see when we had first been talking and it was January of 2017. So it was about 15 months ago. And she's like, my credit's better now. Here we (laughs) go again. Good job. Good girl. You know, (laughs) that's what you needed to be doing. So um, definitely, you know, eliminating credit card balances, but again, not closing those credit cards out. Those um, make a big difference. You know, there are a lot of people, again, because we're told, well, go get a credit card and just charge a pack of gum. All of a sudden there's 10 credit cards and they all have $20 balances. (laughs) You know, that's just going to increase the chances that you're going to miss a payment. Sure. For sure. So, um, you know, don't, don't try to 
get fancy, I guess is what I want to say, because the credit bureaus know all the tricks. There's no trick around it. You just have to, to do it. Um, another one is length of credit. And again, that is nothing that you could, I know all the things I'm saying, easy ways to improve your credit. Just wait. I mean, Be pay patient. your bills and wait. That's like really um, the That's biggest it. We don't thing. need to do the show. Pay your right? bills and wait. Pay, pay your Have bills a good and, day. Yep. We're good. It's really that simple. Um, I loved a long time ago, I read this suggestion that uh, you freeze your credit card in a block of ice. Have you ever heard this? No. If you have like an issue of like trying, to, you know, impulse buying or whatever, <laughs> freeze your credit card in a block of ice so that if you see something you really want, you have to go home and you have to thaw it out. And by That's the time it thaws really out, funny. you can have a conversation and go, do I still really want it that much? I thought that was a pretty nice, you know, yeah, a I good have, idea. If I you, have a relative who didn't um, didn't trust banks, and so he would freeze his money. He called it freezing his assets. And he would literally freeze it? Yeah. Yeah. Like an envelopes and put it in the deep freeze. Oh, my goodness. Well, now we know where to go, right? Uh, I, I, it's funny because we were talking about that before the show, all these people that don't trust banks and won't no. put money in banks. And I had a client last year and she was like, well, the bank is being really weird about my down payment because it's cash. And I'm like, what do you mean it's cash? Like in a savings account? She goes, no, it's like cash in my safe deposit box. And it's like, yeah, the bank kind of wants to know where that came from. Yeah, the bank also doesn't want cash in your safe deposit box. Right, right. Yeah, they don't want that there. No, you're not supposed to have that there you're either. Not. But uh, yeah, it's good routine. So don't close credit cards. You want to keep that history going as much as possible. But again, you know, I know we're tempted sometimes to cut up those credit cards because it's like, I don't want to use them again. And like I said, freeze them in a block of ice, tuck them in the back. You know, I have like a drawer somewhere that I just kind of hide them in if Same. I just, you know, just so that they're not there, but it's there kind of in a case of emergency. And then, um, you know, varied accounts is always good as well. I think that a lot of my clients um, that come to me with credit questions because they have student loans and, you know, they're they're trying to figure out how that impacts their credit score. And again, just keep paying them on time yes. and it can help you. Where it really hurts is your debt to income ratio. Yeah, I've consolidate your student loans too, just you know, for your own peace of mind and sake. You can consolidate the federal ones together and the private ones together. So right. it helps a little bit. So slightly different subject, but I wanted to touch on this because this is good information. We talked about how pulling your credit report is a helpful way to keep an eye on your identity you know, security and that make sure uh, that no one is stealing your identity. And we talked last year because I think it was Equifax, one of the credit bureaus had a uh, breach and everybody I was part was of it. Like, yeah, oh, I think we all were yeah. pretty much. Um, that was in September, I remember, because I was in Maine on vacation <laughs> looking at my, you know, trying to <laughs> block things. And so you wanted to talk a second about freezing your credit. Yes. So you freezing your credit allows nobody to look at it. So no new loans. That includes bank accounts. No new bank accounts. Um, nothing. Nobody can access your credit. Your score's still going to fluctuate, right? Because you're still making your payments or not making your payments or what you have you. So you still can use your credit cards. That's right. You just can't open up anything new. But on the flip side, no one else can open up anything new on your behalf. So you have to go to each of the individual credit bureaus. If you go to annualcreditreport.com, they can guide you through that. Um, but you pay a small fee to do it. You just have to remember to undo it when you're ready to use it. Yeah, you could, and you have to go back to the three credit bureaus. So it's right. a little 
cumbersome. I have a client right now who is in the process of selling his house and buying a new house. And he was, yeah, kind of like, I forgot. And so then I had to go back and I had to undo everything. And it was kind of, you know, tricky. But if you are concerned about it, or if you've been um, the quote unquote victim of a breach, it might be something worth doing for a little while. Um, I also would recommend um, identity theft protection. I have it on my homeowner's insurance. I didn't know that I had it, but after the Equifax breach, I contacted my insurance agent. I said, you know, I think I need to maybe get one of these, you know, insurance policies that will help cover things if something gets, she goes, she goes, oh, no, no, you have that. And I was like, I don't remember getting that. She goes, I wouldn't let you not have it because she had had her identity stolen before and she knew how much it was. And it's like, you know, a buck a month or something added onto homeowner insurance policy. So, you know, the two kind of go hand in hand with your identity theft. And and there are nightmare stories out there of your identity being stolen and the impact, lasting impact it can have on your credit score. And again, while we don't want to be slaves to the FICO gods, uh, you know, it can impact your ability to buy a home or buy a vehicle that you need to transport yourself to work and, you know, kind of get through life day to day. Sure. Thank you so much for joining me today, Heather. I appreciate it. It was good information. Um, And we're going to put this out there. Um, It'll be on iTunes and then probably also um, on little mini YouTube videos, too, because I think it's uh, important information. We want people to start educating themselves about credit and know what the resources are out there. So uh, thank you, our guest, Heather Bozarth from German American Bank. Rachel, as always, thank you. Have a great week. And I think we made it through the tornado. All right. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.